Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm your host this week, Bryce Castillo, as always, joined as always with Justin Robert Young. Hi. And Brian Brushwood. In many ways, I never left. As always. Yeah. Wait, Actually, uh, I didn't leave. <laughs> that's right. Last week. Every, every, between, every, people don't know, for the six days between shows, Brian is just stuck right there in his seat. He that's does. Right. He lives, he I, lives I here. I sit here in monastic bliss, considering all the things that may be weird and how they might resemble butts sure yeah you know when andrew's not here man you know immediately <laughs> in the first 10 minutes when andrew's not here well, when, got, yeah. when the adult is away then brian then just tags but, the butts, butts are at play <laughs> <laughs> butts are okay you know what if this is the forecast for this episode i think that's fine i think it's a workable right. forecast hey man we're uh, here to discuss weird things yeah as long as we're talking about butts of the forecast i hear a rumbling in the distance never mind. <laughs> to, what is it and what does it sound like come on Shane, what, yeah what go ahead like? uh, it's, 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 yes uh, go there you're already here i mean you've heard of the brown note uh-huh and what's that what it's, does it it's sound a like jazz club <laughs> 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 they have this where you go <laughs> i thought it was lower than that uh hello everybody so uh we've got some news things uh to talk about some new weird things to talk about uh spacex has uh Got that cash. I don't know if you guys saw this. No. Uh, NASA has uh, paid SpaceX for their uh, part in the human landing system, the uh, the plan to get humans uh, back to the moon before 2024. Uh, uh, it was noted that uh, NASA has uh, cut a check to SpaceX in the tune of, let me see if I can get this exactly right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I was trying to nail the oh, tune. Oh, to do the tune? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see. Uh, to the tune of about $300 million um, out of about $439 million. Did I say $300 million? Yes, $300 yeah. million Out of 439 Out of 439 that they're due. And this co- uh, total contract is about $3 billion. So I've often wondered about how practically that kind of money gets moved around. I, I like, like we, we say things like cut a check, cut a but check, almost right. certainly there's not a $300 million check that is in the mail. It, it could be as simple as a promissory note from the government or a contract is as good as gold. For example, it, it could be enforceable immediately as a tax write down or like, like, like that would be the equivalent of cutting a check where it's like, yeah. hey, no matter what, here's a straight up wait, tax hold on. for this. So wait, is this actually the SpaceX... Uh, so usaspending.gov is a website that tracks these transactions, and it's listed there in that in that website at this point. Yeah, okay. and again, it says contract summary. It doesn't probably go into the, into the weeds as like whether whether right. this would be paid out over the next five years. Yeah, I w- yeah. I, although I was listening to an interview with a baseball owner once, or somebody who worked in a major league baseball franchise, and he was describing the moment that they decided to sell their team. And he was literally like on the bank website, just hitting like refresh, 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 because like at some point, a gigantic like hundreds of millions of dollars was just going to hit, wow. hit, hit the hit, hit the bank. Uh, I I can't speak to that experience, mm-hmm. but but certainly like during the holiday rush or whatever, um, you you see on you know we use Shopify as our back end on the store, and it's like you see payout schedule yeah. you see a number and and i've definitely been there to hit refresh and, and you know to see five whole digits go up or yeah. whatever oh yeah. totally totally yeah. uh uh in our chat we were told uh it's mostly wire transfers wire transfers usually so, with, uh, with uh, approval uh, on pay, both sides I, I would, in advance why would you pay in advance i guess if you're gonna hire i mean if you're buying yeah. a thing you have yeah. to pay for it at the point that they're building it right yeah, but I mean, you're, you're telling me the government can't get net thirty terms, <laughs> like like thirty days after you deliver us to the moon, we'll cut you that check. Are you trying to write like a Donald Trump stump speech? Like <laughs> these are the worst deals. Like how have they not done net thirty? You gotta pay for it first. So easy, so simple. <laughs> the guy who's selling you bubble gum does a net thirty. The government doesn't. So, so dumb. So that's a little update. There was that work stoppage thing from a week or so ago that um, has at least been lifted for now. I, I think 
Blue Origin still wants to be litigious about this, but I think the, uh, that's, the work has begun. Uh, and also, they never wanted to stop SpaceX from doing it. They literally just wanted the money to build a backup for SpaceX. Right. right. This was going to be multiple contractors they wanted multiple and then it people shrunk to, do to it. one. Yeah, because... You know, I don't know. This is this is where we should probably uh, uh, be judicious in our wording. And uh, here, let's tell a totally separate story. Sure. Two con men are sitting at a bar. Big old person comes around flashing cabbage in a tuxedo, saying, "I'm rich." And then one of the con men, he's really, really good. <laughs> one of the con men, he's like, uh, "Man, this is my bar. I know up everything's upside and down." And the other guy's like, "I'm Mr. Pool Hustle. I love hustling pool." And then he's like, uh, "I would not I'm let Mr. Pool Hustle into my establishment, <laughs> especially by the pool table." Brian, Brian is discovering the cast of his version of Inside Out. Like these are these are actually the emotions that guide all of Brian's life. Hi, Mr. Pool Hustler. I think you should apologize to your daughter. Well, I'm the big old rich guy. <laughs> now listen up. So Big Rich goes on over, and he's like, all right, listen up, uh, uh, Professor Cabbage. Uh, uh, why don't you flash me some of that lettuce? No, he's a professor. <laughs> professor Cabbage. And anyway, uh, and so Dr. Pool Hustle walks over mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To, 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 to BC. <laughs> BC is what they call Big Con. Uh, yeah. and, and he's like, hey, man, uh, why don't we walk down that hill and both of us eat that lettuce? And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then and then he's trying to cut out the smaller guy. Uh -huh. And he's like, look, I thought we were both going to get paid here. And BC's uh -huh. all like, well, I don't know about that. That's uh, <laughs> a double t a double, <laughs> double agent. And, and then anyway, then uh, uh, Pool Hustle <laughs> begins to complain <laughs> to, be, to, to, to Professor Cabbage. To Professor Cabbage. <laughs> So PH like, complains think... to PC, but no, BR, not, not Big Con. Uh, no, PC, big, PC, big is, is, PC, yeah, Professor Cabbage, yeah, PC, yeah. PC culture. And, uh, uh, like I thought, we had an agreement that we were all gonna get your money. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Professor Cabbage is like, I don't even know if I want a Miller Lite. Well, now that we've made that clear, uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, yeah, no, I think the, the 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 big thing is you got a lot of these contractors that had kind of very lived very, very happily for a long time saying, oh, you want a, a thing. Why don't we all build the thing mm -hmm. so we can all go as slow as we want? And also they all subcontract out to each other. So it's like they all wind up sharing the money anyway. Uh, and, and eventually you'll get one of them because one of them will be on time. Uh, the only problem is that SpaceX is going a little bit too fast and too reliable and they're kind of effing the money up. Even Elon apparently in response to this says, uh, because the whole goal is to get man on, on the moon in by 2024, um, Elon responded that uh, they will probably do this sooner than that. They, they uh, Elon, you know, always got these optimistic uh, dates. Timelines, yeah. Timelines, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. On I mean, I don't doubt that if it was a solely SpaceX thing, they could probably shoot for a more aggressive timetable the the question is with the symbolism and like knowing that the government is very interested in in paying for it then that you know, that does I, kind I think, of uh make me bummed out that uh, so uh, i i think i'm a bit out of the loop on this story um mm. so so blue origin currently is not getting paid anything for this so right the, only yeah. spacex has award was awarded this contract and and the contract is not for the whole thing right now right the contract is just for the lunar capsule that will land on the moon so the idea was initially that even though the government didn't have the money for two bidders right that they would select two bidders and find the money because that's normally kind of what happened. Right. right. But SpaceX's stuff was a cheaper and B they've got a functional uh, relationship with NASA that has been fairly fruitful. Uh, and so SpaceX was just the only one, which like it, if you don't go with contractor logic and you just look at it like a human, you're like, yes, the government had, X amount of money. They selected the best contractor with the best record that they've worked with for cheaper. 
doy, that's what happens. Right. That's how contracts should work. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, Blue I, Origin I, I, got I, mad because they were like, no, do what you normally do, which is pick two contracts and find more money. Well, which is what they said they were going to do, was do multiple contracts. They, and that's what I think they got. But that was before the bidding came in, right. and all the bidding obviously would not allow for two contracts within the amount of money that they were allocated. Yeah. So. And pl plus also, I would imagine that anybody worth their salt in the – negotiations would put in provisions where it's like, okay, these are deadlines. If you make it before, these are incentives. If you make it after, these are penalties and that kind of stuff. And 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 if at this point, like like my gut instinct says always more competitors, but you're right. If there's enough, you know, people competing, it's called a cartel. Uh and well, I think it's like we saw competition. And the competition was that everybody put in their bids and they all did. And one got selected, and that was that was just kind of that. The question for me, though, is uh, as this goes on, if SpaceX has the capability to move it along faster, like, do we see more and more of this mission become a SpaceX thing, or will the SLS rocket be? Oh, the hold on one second. So here, here's a crazy reversal of fortune. <clears throat> We've been talking about the U.S. government writing a check to multiple contractors uh if spacex is developing the technology what's to stop spacex from saying okay who else wants to go to the moon we plan to have four missions by this date uh see that i think if spacex wanted to do that they could i do think that they want to protect their relationship with nasa yeah and nasa i think that they they want nasa to be the one that gets the first to the moon and and have it have all the pomp and circumstance that a a American trip to the back to the moon will have. It will be a gigantic deal. Uh, but otherwise, it's like I think that they would probably be moving at the same speed that they you know would would be looking to go to Mars. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. and and per this sciencealert.com reporting, I guess uh, Russia and China are working together on their own lunar exploration program. So I, when, I, when they when they got that cooked up for uh, no, not listed here. They they probably do not have any concrete. So I guarantee line. you, if that's another time motivating factor, then SpaceX, if, if if anything is not going according to Hoyle when it comes to the SLS rocket, which is supposed to be the booster, uh, you know, SpaceX can say like, well, you know, Russia and China seem like they're uh, they're moving along pretty fast. Just saying, uh, we got we got stuff that's uh, ready to go here. So I, I'm going to assume that there's a very good reason to uh, take off from Earth, land on the moon, take off from the moon, come back to Earth. But in a world where we are increasingly reusing first stage rockets, and so, you know, soon what second stage, and and uh, uh, even you know with the with the BFR, um, uh, the entire uh, top part. Uh, as that cost drops, part of me wonders if there's not the possibility, and this is the wild speculation that I'm certain uh, if Andrew was here, he would give very good reasons why it would be a dumb way to do it. But part of me loves the idea of a bunch of short hops up to build a, kind of a, a secondary station whose job was to orbit Earth for a little bit, and then at some point, press a button, and that station just sort of eases on over to the moon and goes in orbit around the moon. And then I realized there's a word for what I'm describing. It's a spaceship. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a spaceship yeah. that, like, like uh, on the order of the Enterprise, that yeah. that that just is orbiting Earth and then goes to the moon and then Orbit's maybe that. Yeah. yeah exactly and there's resupply missions and all that stuff and then you know oh you want to go down to the moon here take take one of these shuttles go down to the moon yeah grab your space rocks come on up yeah we got a supply line happening and then at some point that same station could say okay i'm gonna head on over to mars if i don't mind um that's amazing like i'm i'm describing freaking real life star <laughs> trek in in, so in our lifetime so your point is spaceships yeah no no no, I, but, no, those, but, 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 no but, but, but i think but you understand what i'm saying yeah, it's, it's like that's, that's remarkable yeah. yes yeah. it is yeah i uh yeah i, I Guys, have you ever thought of those bro <laughs> God, dang it dang it i i i before you had talked about having that middle point move anywhere else it, it i did kind of go well, well there's nothing in between earth and the moon 
that is worth having a stopping point, right? I mean, yeah. it's not. It would be lo- or, orbit around Earth, orbit around the moon. Maybe, right, but I'm maybe saying, there, ain't, there ain't even a Chili's, man. But there's, there's nothing. No, I, I, I'm, I'm certain there's a Lagrange point in between that you could have like a, a fuel runs, like a, like a. Like a Bucky's or yeah, yeah, yeah essentially right, yeah. and then and then it, then then it makes then all of a sudden you can open that for business. If when when Blue Origin and when Richard Branson's ghost show up, they can. Uh, I, I, I'm figuring, wait, you wow. think he's going to be around fifty years from now? Come on, you want to put it against him? <laughs> his cyborg, sorry, yeah. <laughs> his his uploaded consciousness. Uh, but 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 then at that point, it's like, yeah, man, we'll sell you fuel. We got a whole bunch waiting for you. We got a bunch of. I'm 130. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Still man. rocking. I'm still rocking. I'm very old. You got room for my twenty-year-old models, right? <laughs> I'm just as wrinkly as I was at forty-five. Turns out, if you get wrinkly enough, it looks like new skin. <laughs> I'm Richard Branson. I'm 140. Tubular bells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a different different topic for you today. Uh, <laughs> be a weird deep cut for him to make. I you did always that in the 70s. know. You always know when Andrew's <laughs> not here. You're just it's like it's, it's a very bell. specific energy uh would would either of you be interested in getting into the high-paced uh uh world of Low risk world of bonds <laughs> <laughs> go ahead of uh texas real estate uh oh. yes i i feel like uh, uh uh you are the only odd man out who has not ventured into <laughs> the wild and woolly world of texas real estate uh, so i'd love to show you some photos if i can have you describe them of uh 13 229 southview lane in dallas texas oh. dallas texas uh this looks to be my goodness a a, a, a private school for girls yeah <laughs> uh it looks like maybe a 4,000 square foot single story home in the suburbs. No, you think it's single story? I think it, no, that looks. Uh, I was saying no, your yeah, square footage is it's low. It's definitely, uh, okay, maybe 6,000 two story. Yeah. Uh, that is big. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's oh, a Oh dear. No, let's, uh, let's up that. That's, that's a good 8,000 square feet two story. I'm going to say eight bedroom, four bath, six, Six uh, bathroom. I'd yeah. say that is too many bedrooms and too many bathrooms. Oh, uh, and and probably a pretty healthy backyard too. How's the school district? Uh, you, you know, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good, but you, you considering it is a school. It's uh, <laughs> Professor Xavier's school for exceptional there was, children. There was there was a joke. I think it was like Pharrell was like selling his house, and somebody was making fun of it for saying that like this dude lives in a community college. <laughs> it's just this massive glass structure that looks like a newly built community college, but that definitely just looks like a private school. Yeah. What in what in what ways are we like the windows don't look right if you look at them for more than a second like the oh no oh no i know exactly where this is headed Uh oh this is some ai generated fake house that never existed oh no this is a real house it's been on zillow for 115 days okay in this market (laughs) (laughs) where it, it it might be because it, you you said that there's what eight beds four baths yeah no because this is uh, this is a whole genre of oh. Zillow where there's like a nice house and then you just kind of keep going through the inside pictures and they wind up telling a bit of a weird story. I would not be shocked if this was some kind of former mental institution or correctional. Somebody facility. in the uh, chat, WolfGlen99, uh, is saying, is it just a facade? Which would be amazing. Just a, yeah. just a, like, way, like, yeah. like a Hollywood set. This is this is <laughs> in, in, in Dallas, Texas, North Korea, DMZ. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, your eight bed and four bath uh, count is also a little high. This is the description a property unlike any other with walls flooring and ceiling made of concrete this building can serve as the perfect storage spot for large wine collections art collections multiple cars as well as serving as the ultimate safe house the building is connected to two electrical grids and features a natural gas generator powered powered by two diesel diesel fuel tanks uh, which makes the chance of power loss very rare. It includes office space and warehouse space. No bedrooms, one bath. 
You can it's buy a, a warehouse disguised as a, as as a suburban so house. It's a safe house. It's like a black site. It looks like uh uh where, where oh Batman my. is in Dark Knight. I would so buy one of these. You, I, I think I could talk Bonnie into like like, like we're like, not seeing any photos of bedrooms. We're seeing no. like no, big no, yeah. server rack rooms that uh, are empty and a huge diesel generator. Can, can you can you rent Michael Caine to to <laughs> say like some men just want to watch the world burn? <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, maybe you <laughs> could a install a bunch a of tangerine. <laughs> it's like you, you could spend uh, millions of dollars on grow lab stuff and just and just like wait like you're in the starters block for for <laughs> pot to, for weed to be legal in in Texas and then just just you know go run it out. Although I, I guess at that point you would grow it outside. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, so yeah. So if you got a, about one million dollars lying around, you can get um. Uh, and this is, wait, in, wait, is in, in the Dallas area? This is in, in Dallas. Okay. Well, no wonder it's so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Stay down, Dallas. Damn. Inner Texas slander. Well, you know Love what's it. not slander is supporting us on Patreon. Isn't that right? Hell yeah, man. Here's the deal. There's a website called Patreon.com. <laughs> It's on a thing called the World Wide Web. It's changed the world. Why aren't you what? on it? The information superhighway. The information superhighway is here. Folks, if you head on over to patreon.com slash weird things, you can support this program. If you give us your hard-earned money, and then not only do you get the After Things podcast before anybody else does, but also you will go to sleep tonight sound. With oh, I was the, about to the, say, you will go to sleep go. tonight forever. No, you won't die. <laughs> In fact, I will promise that you will live forever if you give us your money right now. Uh, 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 be a part of our prosperity gospel and give us money and you will benefit. Bye. That's oh, the end oh, good. Oh, oh, bye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought you meant by, also... by the method of. No. <laughs> to see you. That's the end of the plug. Uh, Patreon.com actually, slash. Every time I leave, now, every time I hang up the phone, I'm going to be like, bye. Boop, boop, boop. Well, uh, here's something. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's all this talk of metaverses and and uh, virtual reality. Uh, Facebook showed off uh, their new VR work meetings uh, uh, over the past week. Did you guys see these? I yeah. saw the headlines. I did not try it. Um, I was scared too because you know what they already have the perfect vr meeting uh, uh space and it's called demio yes. <laughs> like, or golf yes exactly oh, well and that's the thing like there's also like there's like rec room there's vr chat like there are like ways to put people in the same vr space f just for work and and i guess having an avatar I, it's very i i don't i mean like this seems like good for Oculus and Facebook, I guess, for getting the 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 little demo on CBS this morning, which is the clip we're seeing where Gail King is is in there with Mark Zuckerberg and they're having an awkward conversation. But like I I spend a fair amount of time in Oculus, probably more than the statistical average of of humans. Uh I can't imagine the world in which everybody has an oculus and everyone wants to put them on so everybody can can do work so here's here are let me let me play uh, uh devil's zuckerberg um but i repeat myself uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh yeah. first dallas your next mark so uh you yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you are correct sir Professor cabbage <laughs> You and I have done deals where we have created content specifically for VR platforms. Uh, we, uh, twice we, we yes. did gigs with uh, did. Discovery VR mm -hmm. um, and Toyota. Nowadays, let's go places uh, uh, with the with the all new uh, Rav4 Rav4 hybrid. hybrid. Yeah, uh, not the, all new anymore. No. Uh, well, I mean, it, it was when it's always new. It was when the heart. check cleared. That's Hello. right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I know. I almost wanted to give the specific amount. Go ahead. VR, <laughs> VR, no, VR. No. VR. Uh, uh, refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> uh, so the the uh, uh, imagine uh, nowadays we would have a meeting to do that, and it would be over Zoom. Because Probably. what they're yeah. doing is in VR. There might have been an early discussion about like, are you familiar with VR? That kind of stuff. Uh, and we're like, yeah, of course we are. And they're like, oh, so you go, oh, yeah, we love Oculus or whatever. And they're all like, 
well, you know what? Uh, let's just have it. And we could do a Zoom meeting or or we could just hop in. It's easiest with, you know. Is it though? I, because if, if what you want to do is judge talent in that environment. So like when we appear on camera on the, you know, Zoom or whatever, yeah. we, we're pitching ourselves as on-screen talent. So certainly in that case. But Zoom would have the advantage of our faces in reality being there and not it being avatars that are all talking to each other. Because if we're going to have the meeting in... VR, why not have it in Animal Crossing? Not to mention, I can do a Zoom on my phone if I'm out and about or if it's spontaneous last minute. I don't. That's that's always a great way to show up for a, a four-digit pitch meeting deal. So, <laughs> is, I'm talking is, about, I'm talking about broad, broad uses of work, work uh, communication. Yes. I, I am doing my very hardest to find the edgiest so edge case where this would make sense. Here's yeah. where I would say that it has an ability. Uh, if you are looking for uh, an engaging brainstorming scenario where you're easily able to write on a quote unquote whiteboard, which you would be able to do with the Oculus things. And I will say that like the, I, the feeling of meeting with people in an Oculus VR is shockingly fun and engaging. Right. Like the, during the, the depths of the pandemic, some of the most fun that I had was everybody playing golf, like me, you, Heaton, Andrew playing VR golf together. Like that is something that feels remarkably uh, uh, real. It, it, it felt authentic. I felt connected to everybody. So if we were not playing golf or playing Demio, but instead we were, we were actually doing a brainstorming thing, like I could see where that's the case, but boy, do you already have to have buy-in and it's like, you know, you could probably go a lot faster and also have access to the keyboard and to the full internet uh, uh, if you were just on Zoom. Well, he, he, again, I've not used this particular instance. I'm going to imagine there's all kinds of stupid DRM everything on there. But what this seems like, uh, it seems like it could be a not constantly broken low frame rate big screen. Because if you've ever messed around with big screen, that's very, very close to, you know, just us hanging out in a is, room. Is that an app? A, I don't know. Big screen, a, a big screen is uh, uh, imagine that the three of us sit around that one computer monitor. We take turns, you know, throwing up content for each other to watch. We turn and we talk to each other and we're like, OK, no, no, no back this up and look okay. at this part. Gotcha. You know, it's a VR watch party. Uh, co uh, yeah. Correct. But but it's for, you know, whatever you want. Screen capture. Um, if if this works smoother, better, and with less BS than big screen, if it like like big screen, I want very very much to work, just doesn't uh, or has not uh, in all the attempts. But I've also, made. it requires the physical having of the of the Oculus on your head, right? Like uh, you or, are, or some some VR thing. some VR yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the other thing is that like even for us when you account for real life things, like not everybody's got their thing, like, like their headset plugged in, not everybody has a battery. It still is a little heavy. Maybe in the next gen, it'll, it'll approach the, you know, it'll, it'll be closer to, 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 to glasses than a hat made of uh, bricks or whatever. Right. But like, <laughs> which by the way, at this point, I'll still take a hat made of bricks as long as there's a brick on the back and the front. It's the, <laughs> the, the only the brick in the front that's driving me nuts. Yeah. And this is a, a, a tweet that, that Bryce is bringing up. Very funny to me that everybody is like, we have zoom fatigue and Facebook's like, okay, strap this computer on your face and strip to the step into the metaverse, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, if, if the pass-through viewing was always on and the AR were just a little bit more reliable, like I'm truly astonished at how much walking around I could do with that brick still on my face. Yeah. And part of me wonders if I might not go a full half day walking around doing chores. Battery life. That's the biggest thing. Correct. Is that, that right now battery life, uh, it's for longer form games like Demio, like battery life becomes a problem. Yeah. Because... Not everybody's got to plug by, in. By the end, all of a sudden, all the characters are very static, sitting still, because we've all sat in a chair to plug in yeah. so that we could keep on playing. So uh, uh, Oculus is, is a platform that I give a lot of credit to. I think that they, have, uh, they are effectively the, the far and away leader of the VR genre. Um, 
stuff like this doesn't do anything to assuage what is without a doubt the biggest criticism I hear of the platform, which is I don't want to have Facebook Facebook involved. It's, it's in the it. only mm. negative I ever see on yeah. anything related to Oculus anything. Yeah. It's like pros, everything about it. Cons, Facebook. <laughs> yes. And and, and the, there's only, that's a such a deep, I, I feel like that's such a deep ingrained gut reaction people have that even if Facebook let's say in however it would it would be in your head hypothetically that overnight facebook became your perfect company and they were making all of the right decisions for uh, let's say a year straight people would you would still have this response of i don't trust facebook yep it's still it's it's the uh, you, the, the, the they right can't buy answer, their way out of good out of yeah uh, the right answer is to do as far as i know Nobody calls it the Microsoft Xbox. They call it the Xbox. the Xbox. And as far as I know, you have to look very hard to find the word Microsoft anywhere on it. Uh, that's what Facebook should have done years ago with Oculus well, from I, the beginning. But number one, I do think in, in when you get to be of a certain size company-wise, your job is no longer to be loved. Your job is to be understood and, and to mitigate the downside because you're going to be so big. People are going to run into you in so many different places that you're never going to be adored. Right? Like even Amazon, Amazon effectively for a lot of people during the lockdown were their lifeline. Were it not for Amazon there, it would, would have been a more painful situation. And yet we still hold, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos going to space against him. We still talk about the, the, the costs of what, what happens for, for Amazon, despite the fact that it effectively, I mean, I was uh, uh, with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were just looking at like some gardening supplies and I was like, oh, well, you can just probably get, it's like a little thing. You can just get it on Amazon. And she's like, I don't like Amazon. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I would rather drive to the thing. And it's like, like okay, you know what? Let's settle this over some Chick-fil-A. What? Well, no, no, no. So, no, and then I was like, I was like, okay, well, we won't do it. And she's like, oh no, I'm still going to order it off Amazon. Like, I just don't <laughs> like it. I just wanted to express to you that I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. So it's like, you know, I don't know if Facebook will ever be loved. And I don't know if it really even hampers the sales of Oculus. It is, it is a thing that, uh, is just a part of its DNA, but I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know like that, that, that sells that, more. That was a bitter pill. I, I think absent the evangelism of of both you and Andrew, I don't. I, I think I still would not have an Oculus, and it would be uh, in large part uh, out of contempt for both Facebook and the way um, Oculus is capturing the market. Straight up by writing checks to say whatever you do, don't make this for the Vive. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't make this for the Vive. Well, I mean. It- if you want to start judging companies on that, then there are a lot of other publishers, console owners, or console makers you'd have to I mean, side eye at. Well. I mean, that, that is that is in, de in VR. I mean, it's yeah, like, but, but no, it's we're talking we're talking about VR. Yeah. And sure. I'm saying that yeah. I would like the open one, not the closed. I understand. One. Sure. Yeah, I understand. yeah. I'm saying not a lot of not a lot of good big open systems in gaming. End of sentence. I guess mm. all hardware, like spends money on exclusives right mm-hmm. playstation does uh-huh. xbox does xbox majorly. does nintendo creates their own yeah i guess so yeah like that that is that is the 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 rule not the exception now no the hope being oh it's vr it's a brand new world well, we, can, and, we can build paradise this time and now oculus comes in and says no we want to spend the money on it i well, get and, that and, and i think the difference was is like for example to create a halo uh halo is an idea uh and then microsoft says here's the money to make the idea and then the idea mm-hmm. happens whereas what oculus was doing was running around saying nice demo we'll take it don't don't make it for for vive nice demo we'll but take you know it. what you but, know. i mean uh, uh if, i mean if we want to go into this rabbit hole like the, the same thing got levied against uh, the Epic Game Store on, on the PC for doing the exact same thing. But, I mean, the, there's not a lot of money going around from platform holders, store, store owners to, 
to have developers or publishers make games for PC, and, right? And that is a like, legitimate ding that people were levying against uh, uh, Valve for like, like, hey man, you're not writing. Like, yes. gra- gra- right. It's great that it's easy to get on the store, but it, it's even greater if you would if there's support games the on people. the store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But, but, but there was a hot minute where it's like all the demos, you know, if you wanted 15 minutes of novelty, uh, and and that'll be a cool game someday. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, and, and VR is like you think about it, like VR development is expensive because there's so much hardware and testing you've got to do. You have so many OSs and code bases that you're building on top of. I I I I, I, I this is all to say I wouldn't ding Facebook as much for putting money into into this development system, but I don't think there would ever be a world where I buy a device with Facebook's logo on it kind of just full, just stop. full stop. Someone someone yeah. else will make an all-in-one VR thing and it will and I'm sure there are plenty of people like me who would well, jump on a platform. I, I, will, I, I will I will say that absent Palmer Lucky from the organization which he has not been there for a while. Right. Uh the fact that Zuckerberg is the face of the Oculus and he's the one that's going on CBS and doing this demo with with Gail King I I don't know if that helps that brand like because zuckerberg is a loaded term right uh, uh he carries a lot of of baggage from a lot of different things positive and negative and this is i think just a really cool device that people should go get that i i, I think not putting him that, on front that. street would probably sell more but then again the other argument would be more people are going to look at this thing if zuckerberg has it on him because he's one of the most famous people on the planet, and like conversely, he needs the good PR. Like people, people, he, he would like be Oculus, that, yeah. right? People will begrudgingly buy Oculus, and if so, be- be- better him doing the VR <laughs> demo with Gail King than showing how ad targeting works. Yeah, <laughs> well, or yeah, or, or the, the the virtues of pixeling on your website. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, being in front of Congress asking or answering questions from ding dongs. Yeah, you'd rather have. Gail King and kind of softball. Oh, yeah. It's got freckles on your nose. Oh, look at that. We're at a table. It almost feels like the table is real. And he's he's like, 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 uh, oh, shut up. Let's go. Let's play. Population one, go. (laughs) (laughs) He's Uh, like, what are you doing? You get my left flank. Go, go, go. Um, I got a couple of other stories here. Uh, uh, We are kind of going back into society um and a, a little bit a little bit the delta and whatnot but uh nature is also kind of returning back into society I nature's two, healing i have two stories of nature's healing one Go. of which uh nature was healing at a uh california ralph's uh a couple weeks back oh no uh dude. a little a little buddy got inside a little oh, it's a bear a little, a little bear, bear and he's running around the store he's doing his own little supermarket sweep so th- this is go for the coffee. <laughs> this is this is uh, where in Cal- California? Yeah, this is uh, Porter Ranch, California, from CBS LA. Where uh, is where is Porter Ranch? Can we look up where Porter Ranch is? I'm I'm gonna guess I'm gonna lock it in, Daniel. Uh, within 200 miles of, uh, of Tahoe. Uh, oh, so you oh, think kind of out there? Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah. saw a bear when I was out there in Tahoe, and nobody like just like no none of the locals are all like, oh, goddamn bears, you know, get the hose. I mean, it is on <laughs> on the flag, you know. Yeah, so, like you were warned on the way in. Yeah, bears bears are here. Uh, it is a suburb uh, near in the Los Angeles greater area. Oh wow, mm. that's surprising. Um, and uh, so that's one story. Just hey, there was a fun little bear in the grocery store. I have another story here from Australia. Uh oh. Ooh, I have a third story then. You know they get. You know they get buck wild out there. Uh, 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 it, it, let's just take a shot. guess. This is not a very long story. Uh, a 25-year-old uh, named Helena Alati uh, was in Sydney in Woolworths. Uh, this was, what, five days ago. Boy, they really are 30 years behind us. <laughs> who, who do you think uh, Helena Alati uh, ran into? <laughs> Wait, sorry, 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 say uh, again. We were too busy trying to make dumb jokes. Can you please repeat yourself? Sure. Who do you think? What, what did uh, what did Helena Alati run into in the Sydney Woolworths? Oh. Uh, outdated racism toward Italians. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, my mother. Oh, my mother. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's got to... It, it, it's got to be so de rigueur to have a kangaroo 
um, and, or even a koala. Koala. I, I'm I'm locking in koala. I feel like that one. Koala goes would move so slow that that the the doors wouldn't even open for it. Uh, mm. Well, no, somebody probably left it in there. They they brought in their they pet brought koala, it in uh, and, and they, they just left and it. Then, yeah. Well, they had to go to the bathroom, and their phone rang, and yeah, uh, it didn't have one of the koala changing stations. No, snakes. It's it. got to be snakes. Justin says koalas. Brian mm. says snakes. Yeah. That's they, they don't call it Australia for nothing. Do they? Uh, no, Bryce, they don't. It's me, spiders. <laughs> all right. It's just the collective spiders. Yes, we're all here. We have uh, one mind. That's, that's Each of us is a neuron. Mm. Unlike you, moron. Whoa, now spiders, stop that. Okay. We <laughs> You're not even on the same time zone as us. Man, I can't wait for Venom 2. <laughs> so we've got the clip here from... Uh, from Miss Alati here, uh, if we can play it. Yeah, I called it. Oh, I called it. My God. I called it. That's a big old snake. Yes, it's a special. Wow. And it's hanging out. <laughs> of Fully erect. The, 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 so, sorry, I'm semi-erect. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Like as if it were a Halloween <laughs> decoration. Yeah, it like is uh, it, it hanging out. So this... Uh, I, I am suspicious of this story. Can I share my suspicions of please, this story? Please, please. Yes, I've, share I've your often, suspicions. I've often found Australians distrustful. Please continue. <laughs> Supermarket so sweep. Miss Alati was at this at the store, found just like got surprised by the snake. It is a it is a diamond python. It is not venomous, um, and. Uh, she is like a wildlife. Re uh, she is a trained snake handler, and she just happens Charmer. to find. She just happens to find one in the store. Yeah. And, oh, it's, oh, you know what? Don't worry, I got this. I know how to. I'm gonna I'm save with the you. day. Hold, hold, hold on. Now, uh, let let me give just a little slice of possibility that maybe makes this more palatable. Mm. Uh, she knows her local town. Everybody knows her. Mm. The manager calls and says there's a snake here and she says i know tiktok gold when i see it and then just so there know. was collusion on both sides well, uh, so the snake is legitimately there correct and then she gets a yeah. heads up and yeah. she was like you know what makes a better story is acting like oh i just my came across God, this. there's a snake she told the bbc i just turned my head and he was about 20 centimeters from my face just looking straight at me he was looking straight at me the whole time almost like he was saying can you take me outside please all right. Well, yeah, it's fake. Uh, she she retrieved. I, mean, a, wait, I guess she uh, went uh, home uh, to go get. Uh, she get like it says she retrieved a snake bag from her home. So a snake bag. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the way. Just replace. Uh, <laughs> just replace Weimer on her for a snake. <laughs> this Weimer on her stared at me like, "Will you take me home?" <laughs> so I went and got my Weimer on her bag <laughs> and took her on home. <laughs> Uh, she's conducted at least 20 snake rescues before. Okay. Uh, well. uh, uh, all with the exact same snake. All right, uh, I guess, uh, I guess if it, that, that would not preclude the fact that you were called in there. Right. And she's like, I was looking for it, and I saw it. It was right by yeah, my face. You get, you get the call, I, yeah. and, and, then, and then you're like, okay, where is it? They're like, oh, I, we, we ran away. Last it's in time here I somewhere. saw it, mate, it was over there by the Vegemite. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one last thing. Did you guys see? You guys see this? You guys see this Tesla bot thing? Oh no, no. But uh, uh, I 100% guarantee you, this is a prank, and that's <laughs> definitely Elon Musk. So that wasn't Elon Musk, but that definitely was a person inside of a robot, um, like a stretchy suit, um, to illustrate. What Tesla would like to do in making a humanoid robot. And then it just does the jitterbug. <laughs> so like I got that is like like a a a dig on the Boston Dynamics, oh. like, you know, dancing robots. <laughs> so they actually just got a dance. So good. To make it look like a like a humanoid robot before it just, <laughs> just cuts a rug. <laughs> So it's it's got that perfect uncanny valley of of you're thinking like 
man, that looks really... <laughs> <laughs> and it's just as you get to the F of fake and then, that it starts dancing. And then it just starts like... <laughs> so this was part of the Tesla AI Day event uh, keynote thing. Uh, basically, uh, at, at the event, uh, Elon... Um, announced that they would be making a Tesla bot eventually. It would uh, be about five feet eight. It would weigh 125 pounds. It would have human, quote, human level hands and eliminate, quote, dangerous, repetitive, boring tasks. Um, and yes, they used a human being to um, illustrate. The only way this could be better is if uh, AI days starts and uh, Elon Musk walks out and says, Oh man, do we have some great inventions? But uh, uh, Bryce, do you have a game for us? And Bryce, <laughs> and Bryce says, "Yes, we have various inventions. Some of them are real, some of them are not. Our panelists are." <laughs> I would be game for that. Hit me up, Elon. We can make a we can make a game. Biggie. Uh, 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 the the only other uh, when we were talking about nature reclaiming, um, you know, getting free. Uh, did you see that Kentucky Derby? Uh, horse running around if you, no. go, if you go to i thought the kentucky derby was or whatever it, it, it's a it's a derby it's a racehorse it's a, it's a racehorse in kentucky uh okay. if, if you do the little reddit thing uh it uh man them them horses run fast yeah it's, it's definitely running down the highway alongside the car that is that is shooting the footage of it so it, it got out and it just just straight up just ran, ran down the forty yeah. or whatever. That's risky business, man. Those horses are big cash. I, I mean, at least horses are give or take trained to run in a straight line, unlike deer and moose. There we go. Look at that dude. Uh, yeah, that's a horse you on the internet. Stay in your lane. Oh, he is. <laughs> a cop pulls up, like woo. You gotta. <laughs> Yeah, what's your license? He goes, yeah. four. What kind <laughs> of horsepower are you working with, son? <laughs> One. <laughs> One. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was going down the uh, the 41, the US 41. Wow. Mm. Watch them horses. It couldn't be me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the the Tesla bot, I've, I've been seeing many different things about in response, especially to like this screen of like, okay, it's going to weigh 125 pounds. It'll carry 45 pounds. It'll deadlift 150 what's, what's pounds. What's its bus size going to be? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Bonk. <laughs> but I, I've, I have been seeing people calling these um, uh, beyond ambitious uh, tech specs, I would say. Well, sure. I mean, uh, uh, number one, I think, A, the, the point of the Elon Musk kind of, is to sort of shoot for beyond what is thought to be possible or probable. Uh, I, I'm sure he's got some kind of uh, uh, back of the envelope math on, on the engineering on why this would be something that, that could come together if the following trends continue to follow. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this granted whatever Elon Musk does because he's a large larger than life figure is going to get attention, but like, you know, he can put some dreams out into the world and try to hope that it manifests I, like I, anyone else. I don't mind explaining what you're aiming for. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you know, and, and it's fairly well known that when it comes to deadlines, they don't get, you know, he and deadlines are well, not th best this would friends. be, this would be to me on the same level as like that neural lace yeah. thing where it's like, yeah. like it's, it's something that he's got people. It's somebody's job to be working on this. Right. Well, how, how fast they are, they are going and what their realistic timetable is, is probably, both kind of infinity right now, but, uh, you know, is it, it is yeah. somebody legit hired right now to do it? I would, I would believe it. Yeah. Well, and, and if, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. It makes, you know, the part of the idea, this was Tesla announcing this, the idea being this would be built on top of their full self-driving system and all of their technology in, in terms of electric mobility. So it makes sense where if, if, if I was Elon Musk and, and you know, you're kind of, banking on success you're banking that eventually tesla will figure out full self-driving they'll figure out a way to do it without lidar they'll figure out a way to do it with just cameras or just lasers or something um then yeah the next thing would be okay well that system should be so good should be 
the best in the world that you could apply it to human mobility, sidewalk mobility, bicycle mobility, what, whatever have you. And then what do you do with that? Well, put in a robot, make it do humanoid things. That's, I, I understand the, the vision, at least, at least I see the vision. Well, and plus also, I think in, in Elon's mind, I mean, who knows, but, 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 but oftentimes he's describing things that are not, that do not require technological or, or, or foundational scientific breakthroughs. He's describing engineering challenges. Like there's no reason we can't have blank, 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 a blank. Yeah. Uh, for, and, and go back 15 years when he's like, there's no reason we can't land a rocket vertically, yeah. you know, and it turns out he was right in, in that case. And there's no reason we, you know, other questions is like, there's no reason we can't dig tunnels all over the place. Um, those are engineering challenges. Now, whether or not the cost to benefit ratio ends up making it remotely feasible, who, who knows? But, but but that's what he's banking on. He's banking yeah. on there will be a technological or a material breakthrough such that those the costs or the work that we would probably realistically see as near impossible today become more more accessible in the very near future. And, That's and the bet that he's making. Yeah, and and when you look at chips, processors, uh, battery power, tensile like, strength of various materials, yeah, these and, are all things that are moving in the right direction. And and yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if people want to critique. Uh, how ambitious it is then then that's fine i'm sure there's a lot of people that know this field a lot more than we do but uh i don't know like i i i would i would crack on elon a lot more for like the deliverability of things that are feasible like i mean if you want to crack on him for like okay well starlink is not rolling out fast enough or something like that then it's like okay well that's that's feasible or tesla stuff delivery timelines on that that's something I think is is a uh, fair game for stuff like this. It's like, all right, even the 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 announcement was somewhat of a joke with him doing a funny little you know jitterbug dance thing. Yeah. Can we watch the dance again? It's actually really <laughs> funny. <laughs> all right. Oh my god, Thank it's you. dubstep that they're dancing to. Uh, of course. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because it's all old timey, like, you know, a dance marathon dancing. You could tell like whoever <laughs> paid $150 for the birthday party <laughs> dancer, it's like they're like, Well, I only know this dance. So they're like, uh, will that match? And they're like, yeah. who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. I like no joke. I like that they definitely skimped on the suit. Like they got just the. It was a gag suit. Yeah, sure. you, like it's got. I don't know. It doesn't fit very well. I think. Um. But uh. But yeah. So that's uh. That's it for news. You guys want to do some picks? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's got a pick? I got a pick. What? So uh, started watching last night. First two episodes of White Lotus. Ooh. Uh, which I over the moon for two episodes in. Absolutely love it. Uh, man, do I like, uh, stuff written by Mike White. He is really, really, really good at sandwiching like real human emotion, like very much like you can kind of feel these sort of the, the reality of the humanity of the characters with almost sketch comedy level ridiculousness. <laughs> Like there is, it, it is, it is so great the way he weaves that kind of stuff in here. And also it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a murder mystery. The, the opening scene begins with the fact that somebody died in the, in the resort. Uh, and you are introduced to all these characters that are there. Uh, it is, uh, uh, so far so good. A good time. White Lotus on HBO. Is, uh, the whole thing already out or yeah, it's I out. so? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. I, I think it's and a, a killer cast. God, is the cast so good? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait till you see who shows up next episode. Ooh, next episode, ooh, or the one after. Ooh. There's a very inspired casting in, in, in that. But yeah, I, I I think it's it's great. It is it's a bit of a slow build, it or slow burn to kind of get to it. But I don't. I I think it's. I think it's uh, yeah. Great. I mean, and I get it that that like you know you get we're three two episodes and and we haven't really advanced the murder part of it uh, uh, right. just yet. But at the same time, it's like. 
well, I don't, I don't know. I just really kind of like these characters. Like I, I just, if they all started a business or, or, you know, uh, were in a pie eating contest, I'd kind of be into it because I just like spending time with, uh, uh, all the different kind of archetypes that are here. Uh, it, it very much feels written in a 2021 kind of sense. Uh, and also rich people being, uh, out of touch and ridiculous. It's rich just people always be a rich. Time. Yeah. So, uh, I went back. I'm sending a photo to uh, Bryce. Um, oh, okay. uh, this is this by all accounts. Uh, this will be a story I will tell a second time on Cord Killer. So I'll keep it short this time. Um, but uh, I went back. I, I wanted to watch something that I had permission to get tired and give up on halfway through. And I had only seen it once before. Um, I believe it was David Fincher's first movie, The Game with uh sure. michael douglas yeah if it, if it wasn't his first it was close to that it was 95 i believe yeah. or so 97 uh, uh no okay 97 it takes place in san francisco um it's it's fascinating because late 90s is close enough like two two years later the matrix is going to come out yep and there's going to be cell phones all over the place or whatever this feels very david mamet trying you know late 80s uh yeah. looking um not but yeah there are certain production things that I that I notice nowadays uh not one shot ever without a hose down set <laughs> you know he like loves it the entire the entire time um uh this is the uh, I watched the whole I end up watching the whole movie and uh oh, that's right by the in, the, in the last three minutes this is the last shot and I go what because that is House of Shields which is the location of the first episode of Scam School. Oh, that yeah. window that you're looking at right now is where quarter on forehead was done. That uh, box is where I stood uh, to deliver the opening first uh, cold open for uh, Scam School. Look at that. Uh, 12 years ago. Anyway, uh, that, was, that was a neat, fun time. Cool. Um, I have a... Also, the movie's mainly boring, but then it's good at the end. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got a, a brief pick. I don't think I have too, too much to say about it, but I, I would like to, sorry. I would just like that that just replace one of the, the reviews on the, on the poster of the game, mainly boring, big font, but good at the end. <laughs> Dash Brian Brushwood. It's mainly boring, but good at the end. Says Brian Brushwood. Siskel and Ebert. Give it two thumbs up. Sorry, Bryce. Uh, I don't have too much to say about this, but I I had a I had had some friends tell me that I should see it, and I I, I had a good time watching the first few episodes of uh, the Netflix documentary series Formula One colon Drive to Survive. Oh my God! Does this show have a following? For mm -hmm. whatever reason, it has turned more people into Formula One fans than anything that has happened in my entire lifetime. But there is a buzz, and I would specifically say with people closer to your age, Bryce, than, than our age, that people are really, younger people are really, really, really into this documentary series and are really captivated by the world of F1 racing. Huh. It's, it's interesting. I, I was watching it very passively over the weekend, just, just through a couple of episodes. And what I, what I don't, I, I haven't been paying enough. I haven't paying a lot of attention, but I think it's fine. It's fine to throw on because I think they do a good job of encapsulating all of the conflicts. Like you're you're in the first few episodes that I watched. There's never a conflict during a race that is not like it got all of the context clues for you to understand. Oh, okay, Red Bull. We're talking about Red Bull. They're a great team, except they keep running into each other. So that's actually not good. Um, that's where we build this conflict off. Yeah. Oh, this is a mid-range team, and they're actually doing really, really bad. That's that's the context clues. Uh, so I I found it just really, really watchable. I um I was told that the first season is more about one specific team, and then as the seasons the, as it's gone on in the years, more and more F1 teams have opened themselves up to being a part of this thing. So you, my understanding is you get a pretty wide view of all of the teams that are playing in their conflicts and and are compete competing. And I think that might be where where you get some people getting really involved because it seems like you're it doesn't like with Last Chance You, the one about junior college football teams, it really felt like the film crew was always an impediment, was always like really intrusive almost, which is why they never spent more than two years at any one school. Where this is like there's already a million cameras everywhere, everything takes place out on the racetrack anyway. 
Um, and so everything is kind of in public. And, uh, I suppose much like, uh, you know, some of the planet earth footage where, uh, uh, the reason they have those aerial shots is because they're using telescopes from, uh, from planes so far away. Yeah. And, and I think there's an element to F1 being a, a very European sport that there is like a celebrity to this, like Mm. auto racing in the United States, because NASCAR is so popular here has a tendency to be thought of as a blue collar entertainment. It's closer to, you know, tractor pulls than it is a debutante's ball. And in Europe and with Formula One, there is like a celebrity. There is there is like an exciting amount of of, of money around it. Not to say there's not money around NASCAR, but like there is there is a certain sophistication that I think I, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but between that and just the fact that the drivers are apparently pretty charismatic characters. Uh, has has certainly seemed to capture the attention of people, which is odd because uh, uh, you know major networks have been trying to make F one palatable to young American uh, a younger American audience for a, my entire life. And unless you are a gearhead or from Europe, people have just kind of shrugged because it's like, well, I don't know, I'm not into NASCAR, and so why am I into weird car NASCAR? Uh, yeah. yeah, and the uh, in fact, uh, <clears throat> as recently as uh, 10, 11 years ago, I remember, you know, uh, when The Onion was uh, leading the path of making videos, they did an entire three-minute Onion sports segment that was nothing but showing cars, and it's like, all right, we go now to the live transmissions uh, with the coach and the driver, and then the the, the, the the coach was just shouting, go fast, I'm going fast, that one, turn left, I'm turning left, all right, that one, keep turning left, all right, that one, keep, go fast, and then, yeah. you know, that was the whole joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so so you're so you're you're on board with this. I I I enjoyed throwing this on and checking it out every few like uh, and and that is not to say I don't intend to give it a real active watch, but that was just my situation. How many weekend. seasons is it? There are three seasons. Three seasons. So I guess that it's right in that bingeable Goldilocks zone mm-hmm. where it's like three seasons is like oh okay all right I'm willing to dip my toe in. It doesn't seem crazy if i actually get into it then three seasons will feel like a, a pretty substantial little journey but once you get beyond three it starts to become like a uh, oh wait wanna... am i am i just watching f1 now yeah. <laughs> well no that's what but i i, I that, think that's that, what they i think oh, that'd be a, yeah. yeah no i mean that's the you have infinite sequels forever and so was yeah. this a netflix original or was this uh rebroadcast from somewhere else uh it has the netflix branding on it i don't know exactly uh, but i i would not is that your was that your impression of the mm-hmm. okay? I th- aren't there two? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it looks like this is a Netflix uh, production in collaboration with Formula One, but uh, it doesn't look like this was something oh. they bought. So, uh, so yeah, kind of own and operate. Yeah, so good for them. Uh, they, they really the question then becomes uh, whether or not and this is certainly more of a cord killers segment, but like when. Or if does Netflix get into live and when and if do they get into sports rebroadcasting? And especially if they have this gigantic hit that they made with F1, F1 among the sports licensing deals would be probably a little bit more attainable than let's say basketball or football or even hockey or something like You'd have to wonder whether or not Netflix would want to go in for something like that. But. I think I think our latest hot take uh, over at Cord Killers, and you could correct me if there was a dissent that that I didn't hear, but but I didn't hear too much pushback when I was proposing that Netflix's play they're plateauing in America, but they have so much international ground to continue to conquer that that's what they're focusing on. Uh, and then and then you are right. There there will be like like there's. Uh, 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 there's more money to be made with cost-cutting measures now than there is with new acquisitions in the United States. And so then the next thing will be once that is kind of saturated, then... But F1 is a with, global with, exa- thing. That, yeah. that, that's my point. Is yeah. Then that's when you come in with novel new you know, the new season of Netflix original. Because, because you, uh, I, I see what you're saying, Justin, right? That this can be a pipeline from let's get people watching the Netflix F1 show to let's get people to watch F1 that Netflix would Especially when in between episodes, you could be like, watch whatever name you just 
saw in that episode race for the 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 the, the Monte Carlo the Monte Cristo sandwich. Yeah, I, I so Ted Sarandos has always said that they do not want to do sports and they do not want to do live programming. Um, and I and I, in I, this I, I, pipeline I report yeah. exclusively that they have definitely attempted to hire live engineers. And live, live engineers that we know personally, but like, uh, and Ted Sarandos called them when they Bryce refused the job. Specifically, <laughs> told you not to bring yeah. that up on the air. What are you doing? Now, now I think, but but right, like right now they don't need to. They, there's no there's no impetus for them to try to do it. And and there's no website to Netflix, right? Like here they're doing a show that has Netflix's name on it that they own and operate. They would only they would only ever be able to license out Formula One actual Formula One content forever is the best case unless they buy formula one which is not going to happen um and so i think that they would in in that specific case they would rather people watch have people watch shows like this or spin-off shows yeah formula one formula one spin-offs how funny would that be is if the greatest worth of formula one eventually became being fodder for a reality show like basically like just being the same thing as as the housewives i mean like, that's what that's that's what all sports is well, that's what like well, even but, like, but, but, uh -huh. you know, uh, uh, the NFL has a greater worth than Hard Knocks, right? Which is like the right. HBO series. Yeah. yeah. So that would be like if Hard Knocks became so popular Got and it. they expanded it, and then eventually like HBO is like, we're buying the NFL <laughs> because we just want to expand and make. We want to mandate that all teams need to do their own Hard Knocks right. because right. that is actually worth more money to us than you selling tickets. Like whatever, owners, keep your whatever tickets say fascinating blah blah, blah 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 but like we just really want to make sure that cameras are in every locker room and we know that every left guard who secretly hates his quarterback is telling the confessional camera that and somebody gets cut at the end of every episode <laughs> okay i really like this idea <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um uh oh i forgot what i was gonna say doesn't matter F1. uh uh, Number F1, one in Bryce's heart it's called formula one drive to survive uh it's on netflix it's kind of neat uh, any other picks? Are we all good? I think we're all no, good. We're, we're the best. All right. Well, uh, for Justin, Brian, and uh, Andrew, and Bryce, it's been weird. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.